Hello, and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good, buddy. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good, and and, and that's um surprised it took us this long to do an episode like this, uh, because I think this is important, and there's been some changes in the industry and stuff, and uh, we have a special guest with us today that I'll get to later, but we're going to talk about uh, radiant heat today, Rob. Oh. And um, hold me back. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, it's uh, not often we get to have an expert in the uh, in the in the uh, industry about this prop, uh, this uh, radiant heat system. So um, what I'd like for 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 our, just, our contractors, listeners to think about first is um, do you offer radiant heat right now to your customers? And I, I think I think most consumers have no idea uh, about this electric radiant heat. They're, we'll talk about the two differences in radiant heat. I bet they have no idea how to do it. I know, Rob, you got a lot of questions about it. Um, and I was one skeptical, too, uh, until I talked to uh, probably, with a, I mean, just an absolute industry expert, Ron Oliver, on this. Then I talked to Serge, Sarge, and um, uh, Serge, rather. And, um, and he put my mind at ease, and then I became a, uh, the more I learned about it, the more I, I, I uh, educated myself about it, the, uh, the, my comfort level went way up, and I, I think this is a pretty cool product. And um, a lot of people think, oh, radiant heat, we don't do a lot of radiant heat, you know, is radiant heat new and what have you? And, the, and actually, the, Rob, the first radiant heat goes back as far as the Roman days. Uh, the, the, the wealthiest citizens, the, they had walls and floors that were buttressed by uh, little chambers called the hypocos. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But they were, what they were, were were fires that around the building that fed heat into these hypocos, which in turn he- heated the interior spaces of the home. Back in the Roman days, uh, this was the forerunner of the present day uh, radiant heat systems. And then from the, uh, and actually, by the way, that's not the only way that Romans heated their, 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 heated themselves and kept themselves warm. Uh, ancient Romans for uh, had several methods, including central heating. They had the earliest forms of central heating, uh, uh, space heaters, hot toddies. Uh, they knew alcohol back then, and uh, actually a simple strategy, which is uh, moving more towards the sun. Then um, in 1907, a guy named Barker came up with uh, radiant heat panels. Uh, and then, by the way, in in the United States, probably people heard of Franklin Lloyd Wright who uh, was a distinguished architect who I actually had the pleasure of working on two of his homes. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, (laughs) uh, I know a lot of people think Bob Villa invented radiant heat. Uh, I'm here to tell you that, no, he was not the guy who did it. (laughs) You see, every time I watch his shows, I see him fooling around with it. We have Surge today with uh, Warmstep Thermosoft. And uh, please uh, introduce yourself. I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name. I'll, I'll butcher it. But uh, why don't you do is give us an introduction of yourself. Well, again, I'm Serge with Warm Step Thermosoft. Uh, been in the radiant heat uh, space or electric heating space now with Thermosoft for about a decade and a half or a little bit over that now that I've been here, uh, now that I think about it. Um, there's, it's, it's a very misunderstood product in the, in the, uh, and which gives it a lot of challenges and a lot of interesting directions to go in. And I've had the pleasure to be with a company that manufactures the product in the States. So I've seen it from start to finish of where it begins 
what goes into testing it, getting it approved, getting it started, been on all those parts. And uh, uh, at, at least with me, I've been in, uh, working with the NWFA now for quite a while to bring this to a space that really does not either uh, pay attention to it or capitalize on it nearly as much as tile has. In the last 10 years, if those of us that are in flooring, they've seen that tile electric in tile uh, floor heating has been added quite a bit to projects. And it's now kind of a standard to be offered when somebody's doing a bathroom remodel, even if a customer doesn't take it. But the wood space has completely ignored it. It's, I'm afraid of it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do it. And uh, that's where I'm trying to push that through a little bit, get, get that changed a little bit. So that's my current project. The main thing that's a driver for me, though, if I was to put one thing on uh, what I want to make sure is that any project that is done with a radiant heating system, whether it be electric, hydronic, whatever the case may be, it's done with the success of the installer in mind, meaning that the installer that puts it in, when you're talking about radiant, doing your homework ahead of time pays dividends at the end more so than anything else that you can think of. And that goes in both the amount of time you spend putting it in because you can save yourself a lot of time as well as uh, saving yourself headaches from problems. And all it is, involves is asking questions. Well, I think the NWFA is kind of helping your cause now because like in the last few years, they've changed the guidelines. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Actually made it inter, uh, easier. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of different systems out there. I think you guys have more than one, I think I don't know, eight or eight or nine of them, I would think, uh, different systems out there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I know recently a committee was put together to kind of uh, form a panel to kind of, you know, just make this easier for the, for the, uh, the contractor to understand and to come up with standards for this. And you guys are at the forefront of this. We're, so, we uh, are part of that. That is yeah. correct. Uh, I, hold on a minute before we get going here. That was quite an opening you did there, Wayne. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of knowledge there about Roman Empire and heated floors way back when. Did you did you know this off all the top of your head or did you oh, do some preparation and studying, things like oh, that? No, no. See, I paid attention in high school, Rob. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't think that, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll send this over to Rob. You know, maybe Oh. I'll let him in on this too. Oh, so he doesn't look like an idiot just sitting there going, oh, oh yeah, hmm. yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, I get you, it. You so, never told me that we were going to do, you know, the the history of it. We, you just said, yeah, we're going to have this surge on. So I'm going to make you look like an idiot, and I'm going to learn all of this stuff. Hmm. So is that what's is that what's going on here? So you wanted me to do your homework too? No, all you had to do was say, hey, take a look at this. You know, oh, I do well, that for well, you. Where would Sometimes. this come from? Like, huh? Okay. All right. Do I do that for you? Sorry, Serge. You have to see this. Uh, usually we do this in-house, oh, uh, behind, behind the scenes. No, no, no. Uh, I couldn't uh, wait. Sorry, Serge. Re really, really couldn't tell if I listened to all the previous podcasts. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, and I've listened to a few of them. And I, I did a little bit of my homework about this dynamic. and uh, uh, All right. So you're not so, surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised on this. So I'm just going to give Wayne a thank you, Bill. There. Welcome. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're, we're not done yet, Rob. 
Serge, why don't you do, let's start with this first uh, and break this down. A, a lot of people think that, okay, well, I, how, I understand using, using water for electric, uh, or excuse me, for uh, radiant heat, but how does, how does radiant heat work with electricity with hardwood floors? I mean, you gotta, you know, you're hooked up to a system, you gotta put the, turn it on, turn it off, and, and maybe you kind of, kind of explain how that works when, with your system. Well, in, to, to simplify it, it becomes the different heat source. So when you're talking about water, the water, the hot water is what provides that warmth to that in-floor system, but the water is heated somewhere else. It's in a boiler, it's uh, hydrothermal, you know, it, it's a bunch of different options that are, I'm sorry, geothermal. It's a bunch of different uh, sources to heat the water. With electric, it's all self-contained because all you have to do is provide power to the heating element that is directly under the flooring and that system heats up. It, it's really quite simple. What makes the difficult aspect of it is the type of system that you use and the type of application that you're using. Traditionally, with an electric system, you have different voltages that need to be considered. You have different installation methods that need to be considered. And certain systems will require you for, if you know, if we're talking with a wood flooring, as an example, they'll require you to embed that system in a layer of cement before you can do anything else with it. Now, that's a requirement for the heating element to have that. It, uh, we have a tile system that can go under wood floors as well. We don't recommend it for wood floors, but we have it. And if we compare the tile system to our warm step system, for example, same result, which you have a warm floor that is at 80 degrees as controlled by a thermostat on the wall, regardless of what you're doing, floor is kept at 80 degrees because that's the thermostat that's on the wall there. One will require you to put a system down, then completely encase it in a self-leveler with at least three eighths over the top of the system of self-leveler, wait for that self-leveler to dry, cure, make sure that it's good, do a test to make sure you can glue to it if you're gonna do a glue down floor. You can't do a nail down floor to that because you can't nail through that, that thickness of a self-leveler nor can you see the heating element. So you're gonna hit that heating element. And then you're coming in and installing your floor, whether it be floating or, or complete glue down. Or you have the other option of the system of where you do your subfloor prep like, like you normally would, lay out a mat and put your floor on top. If you're doing a glue down floor, you put a layer of glue, mat and another layer of glue. We know, uh, we know the quantum works fantastic with that. And uh, you do it wet to wet which is different than any type of an underlayment pad with this. So you're installing the flooring and the heating system the same day. Okay, that's a lot to unpack there. Let me first start with this. I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna do this system, which I, I, yeah, you sent it to me a long time ago, we tested it, I, I loved it, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool, that's why you're on here. Um, um, I think when you're gonna do any kind of radiant heat first, there, there, there needs to be that conversation up front expectations we always talk about expectations and i would bring the arc the uh, the electrician into this conversation by the way you don't want to hook this up yourself right you Absolutely want to get them not. In. yep Absolutely we're not, not. We're, we're not electricians so get them involved and radiant heat itself you know what kind of floor do i want to put down on radiant heat is this the type of floor that i want to put a, a white plank select floor on uh, no you know and you also want to look at what species you might use so those things these conversations all have to happen up front but what i love about this and we talk about a lot on our show is, is the upsell factor. 
that this is you know rob always talks about the first guys that that do that got into to wire brushing and whatever i mean this is a tried and true system you got all kinds of jobs done with this now that works fantastic but it allows the guys to really uh one you're thinking about the the customer's comfort there and that's 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 an investment in their comfort right it's an upsell to the homeowner and radiant heat is a beautiful heat to walk on anybody's oh, yeah. ever done that so there 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 is a uh, really some opportunities for the contractors and when it talks when you talk about the glue down here's what got me on the glue down what i liked about it and you can shut me up i you know i uh, rob, rob knows I, I i talk a lot but what i liked about it is you can do like you said you go you 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 uh put the adhesive down lay the mat in the adhesive but you don't have to wait for that adhesive to dry with our adhesive you can start now lay lay adhesive right over top of the mat and start laying your floor right Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, where I was going with the two different installation options is that particular role of that upsell. That's exactly where I was going with that. Okay. If you take a project where you've got to do the equivalent of laying down a tile system before you come in to do the wood, you've got a customer that now has paid for a tile installation and a wood installation without the tile. Mm-hmm. You added a half an inch total space to your floor height. We know yeah. how much customers love transitions. <laughs> you have a system that's designed for tile that has a lot more power output and it's not tailored to wood. So now when you go into and potentially have a failure, we, you know, you take Warren step as an example, it's got an inherent customization to the flooring meaning that even if a customer goes in and cranks that thermostat all the way up, it's not going to go more than 15 degrees above the room temperature. So you're protecting the floor even before it gets to that, uh, you know, to that fail point where you take a tile system and it's rated for a lot more power, sometimes double than what warm step is. It can get to that 104 degrees. Hmm. So so the, the point being with that is if you're doing that town installation, you have that a lot of, you go present that to the customer and you tell the customer, I got to charge you for this, 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 this. By the time you're done, we do first, we do a, a two days worth of work, get all that leveled out. And then we'll come back in six, 10, 12, 30 days. Customers don't necessarily want to do those jobs, especially on a remodel with an electric system that you can come in and get it done same day, hey, it's a, it's a massive savings to the customer, half, if not more, you know, apples to apples, but you can get that project in and out and done, you move on to the next thing, and the customer gets that heated floor as they need it right there, as they want it right there. So you had mentioned the word hydronic. I'm assuming mm-hmm. hydronic is the water systems, the hot water, the circulators. Correct. So it seems like there's a lot of moving parts to a system like that. Well, it's, it's not so much moving parts as a lot of moving water. The, the systems themselves genuinely are engineered to last a very long time. So I'm not worried about failure points in hydronic. The difference between a lot of electric systems and hydronic systems that if somebody comes in on the bottom and drills a hole and manages to hit, hit, hit a pipe, you've got flooding. With an electric system, you have a mat that's no longer working. You know anything about that, Rob? Yeah, actually I do. Wayne told me about this uh, 
that you were coming on the show and I said, oh yeah, I did floors and uh, we did one, we did one uh, system one time and that was it. I used the right size nails in the gun so we didn't go through and hit any pipes or anything like that. Everything was great. We were all happy. Um, I used inch and a half cleats and then I never changed out my two and a half inch finish nails in my finish nailer. And oh as we were doing the starter and finish rows, we nicked a couple of pipes and it was a disaster. And that's when I told my partner, Pete, well, we're never doing, we're never doing a radiant heat floor again, ever. And we never did. That's, that's a common thing. That's a common and, thing. Of oh, and, you, you and I was so proud of never... myself that I remembered, oh, inch and a half nails. We got it set and never never occurred to me what the finish nailer could do and boy what the finish nailer did to that system was uh was pretty rough what one thing i liked about the mat when you sent me out you know, the mats uh surge is um uh, i think it's like every three inches the wires go through the mat and for nail glue assist they're very obvious to see so you don't have to worry about oh gosh i mean you've got within three you got a three inch area which to nail and uh if you're doing a nail glue assist also and uh i really liked it man and i i you know it, it really um it was an eye-opener to me how really uh easy the system is and how fast you can move forward with it uh so um we try to we try to get across that it's different not difficult yeah yeah but you have to open your mind to offer it yeah uh, and I, I think you're right. I think you can't be afraid of this type of installation. There's a lot of knowledge out there. And one thing I'd, I'd say, if you're, if you are have any, um, um, you know, reservation about doing it, you're very accessible. You have a, you know, a, you know, very easy to get a hold of. It's a super system to work with. But um, one thing we want to talk about with with radiant heat, with any kind of radiant heat, you really want to make sure you're acclimating that wood and getting that wood down. And and I think that sometimes we used to, like we used to rack out the floors. Let them sit, you know, get that subfloor down as low as we can get it and get our wood down before we can do the install. Um, but they are absolutely, um, uh, if you get a radiant heat floor system down, I mean, you don't get a lot of movement. If you, if you, you know, make, we used to go rift and quartered all the time. You know, you want to stay away with certain, certain species I would not do. I wouldn't do a, a, a kumaru or I certainly wouldn't do like a hickory type of floor. Right, stay away from <laughs> you know, hickory. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, you want to play safe. Uh, I do a rift recorded all day long. Uh, I, I think, uh, maybe we did, we, we talked to customers out of wide, wide plank floors, but, um, we, we would you know, be comfortable with thinner floors. And with that being said, I've got the seven and a half inch wide engineered on mine. Do you really? At my house. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are, what are some of your other woods that's, uh, that you're going to stay away from? Well, the the staying away, the NWFA guidelines has an entire chart in a new 20-page radiant heat section of it, of which uh, woods to stay away from. So I'm not going to go listing all the woods in there because the NWFA did a fantastic job in the new guidelines. And I, and I think that everybody who does wood should go in there and, and review that. Um, but the the aspect, see, radiant heat, when used properly, helps you mitigate the vapor transmission and the absorption of the vapor because you eliminate one more variable. In there. As we all know, humidity or the moisture content of the floor 
is dependent on both the temperature of the floor and the amount of relative humidity in the space. The two, as much as we say that the temperature and the heat and the moisture aren't connected, they are. The, the steadier the temperature is, the more of a swing you have of another variable, like the relative humidity, because it allows that transmission of that moisture through the system or through the wood itself. And it, one of the things that the guidelines calls for is keeping the temperature at a constant, give or take five degree window per 24 hours. Now you have some systems out there that, that are set up to operate the heat based on room temperature. So let's say you're on a concrete slab and you heat that slab up and it has all that heat in there, but it heated up real high and now that room caught to that temperature. Unless that room drops that temperature quite a bit, that floor is now dropping while that room is holding all of that heat. With... You you just gave Wayne goosebumps. <laughs> why, I mean, why... you're talking, you are talking Wayne's, this is this is his life. Moisture vapors of mitigation. Oh my! I I could, I can see the goosebumps from here on. Look at him. He's never been so happy. Well, th th that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, with with electric heat, we run into a situation of where it's that unknown because there's no water running in the system, and the minute that there's somebody saying that, oh, my floors are moving around, we ask the question of, okay, so what's your humidity like? Tell us that. And they're like, well, we don't know. We don't track it. So why are you saying the heat is to blame? You know, I have another, I have a story here that we have a call that happened not too long ago. Customer calls in, we put your system in the sitting area in the and dining. So it's, it's a combined kitchen dining area. And we put your system in the sitting area where the table is, but we didn't put it in the kitchen area where the, the sink, the stove and everything else is. And in the sitting area, the floor is perfect. However, where it transitioned into the kitchen, the kitchen uh, uh, ended up cupping. What ended up happening there? And we're like, well, you didn't have the radiant heat there. Well, why didn't it cup in the other area? Because the vapor was able to move through from the basement to the, through the space back and forth because you kept that floor at 76 degrees, just the steady 76. And when the temperature dropped and the air conditioner turned on, and all that moisture settled on your wood and swelled it up. So when are we when are we putting that heating in the kitchen? That was my question. <laughs> yeah, they ended um, up doing it. They ended up buying it. So uh, I don't want to. I want to circle back to where you said uh, you know um, bringing up the uh, the heat uh, incrementally. That, that's that's an important point. You don't want to turn it on and shock the system if you you know if if, if your house hasn't been in, lived in it at sixty degrees and all of a sudden you want to bring it up to seventy five degrees or whatever. You do want to do that in in what four to five degree increments. Four to five okay. degrees per twenty four hours. Okay, um, and also let's let's kind of walk it through for customers that I've seen it so I can visualize it. But you're you're going to walk into a job. You can do this. You have an existing floor with plywood subfloor. You can use this system, right? I mean, that's just a 70 year old house, house from 1975. Plywood subfloors, you can walk in and, and, and do this upsell for the homeowner. You walk in and you have your mats, right? And what are the mats, mm -hmm. like three feet wide or so? Two options, three foot or a foot and a half. Okay, so you, and you roll these out, correct? Mm -hmm. 
Correct. And then, then from there, you can you can acclimate your wood. So it doesn't take a lot of extra time on the job. As a matter of fact, surprisingly, it doesn't take a lot of extra time to do this type of install. Like I said, if you're doing a nail down, you see the wires right in front of you. I mean, they're they're three inches apart. If you're doing a glue down, I mean, a lot of people do a, a double stick where they put down uh, cork or rubber and they got to glue that down. Then they come back the next day or so, then they glue the floor on top of it. It's actually faster than that because you can, as I said, you can lay the mats down wet in the adhesive and then you can lay the adhesive right over top of the mat and start installing right away. Wayne, I do want to correct you. It's, it's not only you can, that's the approved method. You work in the okay. sections that you can. You don't want to glue down the entire mat because then you don't have that push through of that adhesive, if you remember, yeah. to really bond bottom to top layer. Okay, yeah, good point. Because that's when the, the samples we did, that's what we, we sent it to us. We laid it wet, laid the mat, laid it on top. So you're saying that must be done. That That's how yeah, it's yeah. done. Only work in the second. Well, you're not going to go out and, and glue down or, or spread your adhesive uh, in the entire room and then work on that. Yeah, yeah, well, makes sense. If it pushes through the mat, why would you be walking around on wet adhesive yeah. that's pushing through the mats and getting yeah. stuck to the bottom of your shoe? Yeah. Uh, I mean, edit all that out. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, Serge, uh, Serge, I got to tell you, uh, it looks to me like you didn't read the fine print of the on the floor contract. What's that? Yeah. Don't correct Wayne. Yeah, do not like, correct no matter, Wayne. That's it's right there. You signed it. No matter what you I signed say, that when you signed that, that you didn't read, man. You know what? You contract, gotta have your lawyers con, look at con, this stuff. Contract, contract. If I gotta give the right information to the installer, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> No matter how pass bad it on I... to Wayne and Wayne will do it, but you do it discreetly. It's right in the contract how to do this. All yeah. right, let me let me let me get a yeah, board. Yeah, get your I'll, contract I'll put, out. I'll, I'll put I'll, let me get a whiteboard. I'll put a note up next you, time. Yeah, there you go. We'll give no you matter, one pass. No matter no matter how bad I go off the reservation and whatever, just keep rolling with it. as much as I, no matter how painful it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you, thank you for correcting me. Um, so, but my point is, it, it, it's a pretty fast install. It doesn't take a lot of time. And what I, again, I keep going back to the upsell because uh, that's what you're offering. I mean, it's an investment in their home. You're, uh, it's a really, if anybody has not walked on radiant heat, it's a beautiful, I mean, that's, that's why you see always the commercials in the, in the bathrooms where the lady's walking across the bathroom. I just saw a movie the other day. What was it on real quick? Oh, can't remember it. But anyhow, the lady was walking across the, the warm floor in the bathroom. And so you can have that with your hardwood floors throughout the house. Oh, yeah. And it's really a nice system. Well, so, one of the one of the most common things that the contractors that work with us regularly do, they walk in, they're doing a sitting room, they're doing a, the hallway, they're doing the kitchen, but they've got carpets going into the bedrooms. Why? And and this, this wood installer comes in and he's looking at, why are you doing carpet in the bedrooms if we can add the heat in there? Are you doing carpet in the bedrooms because it's cold or are you doing it because that's what you like? Yes. And all of a sudden, they're getting another 300 square feet. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. That's very. That's a great point. So let me ask you a question: Is this just a supplement to heating, or can this be your main source of heat? Yes. Okay. And that's got to be the answer that way. Yes, for for the purposes of is it a main source of heat? You've got a five degree temperature climb that you can set up per day, so you can't use this as your only source of heat. You can't use it as a sole source of heat because if your house is at 55 degrees because you've left it on a, you, you want a vacation in the middle of January and you want to turn the temperature up, 
you're only setting it to 60. That's not comfortable for you to be in space-wise. Mm -hmm. However, it can make the floor warmer, slower to that, to where if you take my house in Chicago where we're at, my wife wouldn't let me buy a new house in the last couple of years because uh, the first thing that she asks, are we redoing the floors after uh, we buy the house? And I'm like, we've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I can't do that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, then we're not moving. So uh, <laughs> my, my furnace does not run really a lot because I've got a house built in 1990. I've got a fairly tight envelope, nice and fresh, uh, you know, well-made, well-maintained there. And I put in in-floor heating when I ripped out all the carpet. The entire house was carpet before and I keep my floors at 72. My house is kept, my house naturally sits at 70. Mm -hmm. How much more heat do I need? And my, my kids are playing on the floor. They're in the 72, 73 window right there where they're playing. My head's at 68 because I'm higher up than them. And I've got a cool head, warm toes. My wife's not complaining. Kids are happy. My nice. furnace isn't running and I'm not blowing and, and drying all the moisture out of my hair in the, in the winter. Yeah, perfect. Now, I did have to change my humidifier because of that, though. Huh. No, no, no furnace, no humidification. Yeah. I needed to change to a steam humidifier so I could just blow the fan in the humidifier for the whole house humidifier. Very nice. I can't do the bypass with the filters. So um, I also know that there's a lot of manufacturers now that approve this system with their flooring, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's something that we're trying to do, at least from our side, is provide the installer with an ecosystem i mean this is how you and i started talking you know when when an installer calls us if you don't have an answer for them they're they're kind of worried on, on those kind of things and i didn't want to have to wait of uh you know pick an installer any installer and he calls hey wayne i've got this heating system that i want to put in will the work will the glue work with it well i got to do testing mm -hmm. and we all know how busy we are right you know we wanted to get that out of the way that's why we, you know, Wayne and I connected the, a while back and you did the testing of the adhesives. Uh, we reached out to, as you mentioned, Ron from Hallmark. We met him on the Radiant Heat Task Force. And the first thing that we did is uh, we went about and said, you know your floors. You know floors. Tell me what your floors need to work with heat. Because we can make the heat do anything you need it to do in order to make it be easy to install, not obtrusive, work with the adhesives, work with the nails. And what limits will, you, will it take to get your floor to approve that? And that's where a system came up. That's where WarmStep came to be, uh, the system that you want to choose for what? Well, I, I told you that um, I have such a great respect for Ron Oliver. I know his background and I, his history with radiant heat and everything and wood flooring. And so... He's what that sparked my mind that, all right, this is, they got something here. And then meeting you and talking to you and what have you, it really has been, uh, been very interesting. So very cool. I mean, there's a lot of info here. I don't want to go into too technical. I want to keep yeah. this a little bit more yeah. lighthearted. <laughs> well, speaking of which, pronounce your last name for me. Schleppentach. So you're, you're Scottish, right? Schleppentach. Schleppentach. Uh, <laughs> I, I am from uh, Minsk, Belarus, originally. Okay. So I did a little research, Rob. You'll, oh, of course he did. You'll hate me for this too. Oh, uh, here we go. I, I I googled your surname, and and your last name is the four million three hundred seven thousand six hundred fifty fourth most frequently held surnames worldwide. So one in three hundred forty seven million some odd people have that surname. He's right up there with Johnson. No, I looked up Johnson too. 
And actually, this is very interesting. Johnson is derived from the word John, a slang word for Lou in England, a common expression for toilet. Hmm. You couldn't wait for me to walk into that one, huh? <laughs> That's I'm why you did that, didn't you? Uh, I'm actually kidding. God, do I feel like a dope. No, no, no. I, actually, uh, I Johnson... walked right into that. <laughs> actually, Johnson is an English pay, uh, uh, name meaning son of John or gift for gift of God. So there you go, bro. That's, uh, I'm going to tell my wife that's what I am, yeah. a gift from it's, God it's, for her. Latin for Johannes, which is derived from Hebrew, Johannan, meaning uh, Jehovah has favored. So, all right. <laughs> all right. So I go in. I rip up the carpet. I'm going to install a floor. I look over. They got forced hot air heating from an oil heater. And then I say, hey, I got this stuff I can roll out, nail on top of. And we'll cut your oil use by 80%. You can say that. Serge, are you there? You you can say that. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> if you're Thanks, in a house Serge. that's if you're in a house that's using oil, uh, I don't I don't know what that would be. Are you doing the entire are you doing the entire house or are you doing a bedroom? You tell me. You sell well, the stuff. I There's mean, an upsell opportunity, and that would be it, right? I mean so it sounds it, it like all, that it, would be my sale is selling people you're not going to have to use as much oil especially with what's going on currently i mean this seems like a pretty great system using oil is one thing but this allows you to use a different method of method of, or a different utility so if you're doing solar improvements as well you've got batteries at night that work there you've got a concrete slab potentially that the house is sitting on and you're using the electricity that you can gain through during the day to keep that slab already warm. In the bedroom, close the doors at night so you're not getting the airflow as much through the rest of the house and keep those floors a little warmer while you turn down the, fire, the, the system overnight by five degrees uh, in the other spaces and use the oil to supplement everything else. Again, you've got, when you're using a forced air system, nothing wrong with forced air, obviously, but what happens is hot air rises. So you're first heating all of that air with that oil, which then heats your ceiling, which then comes down to cool, to warm you up. And the first thing you've got is a hot head and your, your toes are still cold. Right. You know, go, go back to skiing and, and using, using skiing as an analogy, uh, bad jacket, great boots, you're out there having fun. No matter how good your jacket is, if you got bad boots, you're not having a good day. Mm -hmm. So if you've got warm toes, you're you're good and this is the same kind of situation my wife not to, this. not to mention at nighttime you can reduce the heat a lot more at nighttime where and there's the the wake up and shock factor of it all as well mm -hmm. you know you wake up in the middle of the night you step down on a cold floor regardless of how warm the house is you're still awake mm. whatever the reason you wake up in the middle of the night is man this seems like a great upsell opportunity though if you're selling floors whether you're doing one room or you're doing the whole house, take your yeah, pick. Absolutely. I mean, we all know electricity is the new, the, the only renewable energy source that everybody's kind of pushing things to, whether it be wind, solar, hy right. hydro, hydroelectric, nuclear, whatever the case may be. If, right now, electricity is the cheapest uh, source of energy in most places. Easy to do. It's an upsell. Upsell, baby. Make some more money. You only got one start, shot. Start offering it. Start offering it. Yeah. You can't, 
I mean, you're going to close one out of 10, maybe. Yeah. But that one out of 10. So job done locally here recently. Just yeah. so you understand, just so you understand the number retailer. Retailer wow. bought it for nine bucks a square foot. Contractor took an extra hour and a half to lay the mats out and spread that adhesive as he was doing it. Right? Right. Build $6 an hour to do the in-floor heat in addition to the glue, double glue down, which he, charged, saying- which he charged four and a quarter on. He made more with the thought of radiant heat than he did doing the labor <laughs> of the double glue down. The entire project took him an extra hour and a half. Wow. So, Serge, how can somebody get a hold of you? Give us a call directly. Uh, phone number is 1-800-308-8057. Ask for me directly. Uh, my extension's 10. Shoot me an email. Sergi at thermosoft.com. Go to thermosoft.com. Fill out an online form. Talk to any of us here. You've been one of the most accessible guys. Whenever I've had a, a technical question, you've always uh, answered. And so... I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons why you're on your year. It's great to have an expert in the field. And, and uh, I tell you, I mean, like I said, the NWFA guidelines have changed. It's favored your system and uh, really made it, make, made it more easy to do uh, uh, radiant heating. And uh, I think this is, a, like Rob says, it's a great upsell opportunity. And, uh, man, I appreciate you making the time to uh, educate us a little bit. And, um, yeah, well, man, so... We'll actually go out on the limb here. And I was talking to our team members here. We'll go out on the limb and actually plug Bona, the, the RTCs. If you are going to participate at, a, at an RTC class. Yeah. And you give a, and you, you can either talk to the Bona instructor or give us a call directly and say, hey, I'm going to be at this RTC on these dates. We'll send you a sample mat that you can use the Bona, Bona products on and uh, play with it at the RTC right there for when you're there. We so can, if you're if, if you're participating in a class, reach out to us. We'll let you get hands on at the class. This 100%. is great. Thank you very much. We, we'll roll some out. We'll put the adhesive the, the we'll put the adhesive down. Put this down. Put the adhesive over top of it. Lay the wood on it. Nail it. Come back the next day. Whatever you guys want to do. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's very uh, kind of you. Appreciate that, it. It's the only way that we can we can help our industries. Uh, help them learn. I like your style. Thank you very much. Okay, before we go, is there anything else you you, you want to get across, uh, sir, that we didn't touch on? I want to circle back. We touched on it, but I want to circle back to something that I'm finding with a lot of people that I talk to that, that don't offer heat. There is a big difference between customers ask for it and do you offer it. So I walk into a lot of retail locations, a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the people that listen to the shows here, they either work with a store or, or they do go out and offer products to the customers themselves. And the most common thing that I ask, the first thing that I ask is because I need to know what their customers are like. Do you offer radiant heat? And 90% of the time, and don't quote me on the 90%, but vastly overwhelming percentage of the time, the customer or whoever I'm talking to replies to me, well, customers don't ask for it. Do they ask for the adhesive as well? Do they ask for the moisture mitigation? Do they ask for the subfloor prep? Or do you offer that? Such a, man, that is such a good point. Let me, let me tell you this. When I bought my truck, uh, I, you, know, you know the truck that has air conditioned the seats, like the, air, that, mm-hmm. the, the cold air seats? Okay. 
when I bought my truck, I didn't, I didn't buy it with that because I didn't know there was an option to buy that. You know how mad I got when I found out that I could have had that? You know what I mean? Because no one told me I could have had that. And so yeah. uh, really, really good point. Uh, really good. Excellent point. So good. I'm glad you circled back to that. It makes a lot of sense. And, and going, going off of that, the question goes back to, again, how many times do you offer the system? And if you don't know how to offer the system, you know, it's, it's a challenge to learn to offer the system if you don't practice offering it. So you really should be offering the system, whether you think the customer has it in their flooring budget or not. And do you know why I say that? Wayne, what's your comfort budget? Not your flooring budget. What's your comfort budget? How much are you willing to spend on your comfort? If you tell your wife, we're redoing these floors and the floors are going to cost this much and she's going to say, okay, I like that price. But we're also going to add the system that's going to give you heating. You know, spend a little more. Go yeah. ahead. Go, go, go put the heat in. Yeah. What's your comfort worth? To come yeah. on every day, get up every morning and have that nice comfort. What's that worth? I had a guy sell me a bed saying the same exact thing. Yeah. You happy with the bed? Love it. Did you pay three times more than you wanted to? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and like he said, it's going to last you 10 years. It, it works out to about 75 cents a night. Your comfort isn't worth 75 cents a night. Oh, now I get my wife standing there. So yeah, of course my comfort's worth 75 cents a night. You wouldn't give 75, 50 cents a night to sleep well. I like that. I like the way you're thinking here, man. Well, the thing is, is the, the difference that, that we're thinking here, anything that we do with flooring, and this is where I'm kind of fortunate with this, with this economy where we're going in, the customers that are doing the remodeling right now aren't that constrained by the ebb and flow of the economy as some of the really low, you know, if you're, if you race to the bottom with the flooring price, you, those customers are the ones that are always going to race you to the bottom. Don't race to the bottom, know your worth. And the in-floor heating space not only lets you stay at the upper echelon of the installations to where you're, you're, you're really spending the time to do what you want to do, but it also lets you tap into other reserves of funds. If you tap into the in-floor heating and they weren't ready to do in-floor, the, the, the subfloor prep, the subfloor prep is more critical with in-floor heating than, it, than, than the flooring as well to have that successful installation. But you also have that extra budget from the comfort coming in to allow you to do that prep. You know, there's also something about personal satisfaction of stretching yourself and uh, and growing and learning something, you know what I mean, and uh, and and you know con conquering something. And this is so easy to conquer, it's so easy to do, but it, it does add. It's another another thing that you can offer for the homeowner, and and another uh, great feeling of satisfaction that you've learned something new in the industry and you're making money Absolutely. doing it. Absolutely, Serge, we really appreciate having you on, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks and, a lot, Serge. Pleasure getting to know you over the years, and thanks for making time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob and Serge. Please do stay tuned for another episode. Oh, yeah.